you're listening to Prep Period, the only podcast for teachers that's focused on quick wins and actionable tips that can be implemented in your classroom tomorrow. Prep Period starts in three, two, one. Welcome to the Prep Period Podcast. My name is Brian Bean. I'm your host as usual. Today, uh, I'm really excited. We're going to talk and discuss how teachers can kind of navigate the labyrinth of options that exist out there for external teaching resources. And to do that, uh, my guest today is Timory Tolney from Ed Curation. Welcome, Timory. Thank you. Nice to be here, Brian. I'm glad to have you. So before we dive into too much, let's let our listeners get to know you a little bit better. So as an educator, Timory spent over 12 years serving in middle schools, high schools, and district administration. She became an edupreneur in 2008 to help start a curriculum and professional development company, which she launched and then grew and exited in 2014. Uh, then a few years later, 2019, she launched Educuration to bring uh, kind of a matchmaking marketplace to the education industry to help educators more easily identify the high quality instructional resources that they need and to get better learning materials into the classroom faster. So you are the perfect person to talk to about this idea of, I mean, there's so many options out there. How do you identify what's the right one for me as the teacher? So glad to have you on there. Uh, but before we get into all that, what is an edupreneur? Yeah, there's there's more and more of us, Brian. You and I are both entrepreneurs, right? We're uh, educators. I guess so. I've never heard the term before I met you before, and I kind of wish yeah. I had coined it because it's a really cool word. I don't know who coined it, but I have heard it before. Um, you know, it's us educators that see a need in the field, and not only do we maybe build it for our students like you did, um, but we build it as an entrepreneur um, and seek out to sell our, our solution to the industry. So I think that's what an entrepreneur is. And um, there are so many from teachers that are still in the classroom, right? Selling their own teacher created resources on things like Teachers Pay Teachers, all the way up to folks like you that build entire kind of educational ecosystems that um, you know, you're able to, to sell and uh, both to large companies and to uh, schools and districts across the country. So um, lots of entrepreneurs solving all sorts of educational challenges. So that's interesting. So it's kind of a, it's a subcategory of, of entrepreneurs. Um, but I will, I'll, I'll mention this of those entrepreneurs of us that I have met and gotten to know. Uh, it seems interesting that we all have that entrepreneurial spirit. that's always been a part of what we do. And yet somehow we still got drawn toward education. Like look at your own career. You know, everything you've done has been involved with education in some way, even the entrepreneurial ventures that you've gone down. So why do you think that is? What draws you so passionately to the field of education? Well, it was some pivotal experiences in my life. You know, I was a first generation college student and uh, I don't know the exact statistics, but I know that many, many teachers um, in our country were first generation college students. Mm. It's, a, it's a pretty large statistic. Um, really? I, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can imagine why that might be, right? So, um, you know, we've all made it first generation students that make it to college first in their family. 
um, really feel like we've made it somewhere and, and education has done good things for our lives and, and we want to give back. Yeah, want to move forward. Yeah, and I, I learned that because I attended Santa Clara University, which is a Jesuit college in, in California, and they um, every part of their curriculum is about social justice. And mm. so I ended up working in a program called Project 50 well, to help pay my way through um, the university. And Project 50 was uh, an outreach program for kind of inner city San Jose students to come to the university and take classes during the summer for which they would receive high school credit but they'd get to live on the college campus and mm. feel like they were in college and it was just really pivotal to them i mean some of these high school students definitely i mean they were coming from more disadvantaged backgrounds than mine was um and and they now had aspirations to attend a, a private university like santa clara and that was really impactful to me and meaningful to me i worked for that program for all four years of college and um, was just so moved that I wanted to continue to serve students like that. And so I earned my teaching credential and um, continued to work in those kinds of inner city environments my entire educational career. Wow, that's awesome. You know, it's interesting. There, there, There's a common thread, I think, amongst a lot of teachers. And I bet a lot of teachers listening to us have their own stories similar to that. Where, like, when I went to college, I, didn't, I did not go with the intentions to become a teacher. I went to, you know, I got a science degree and I was going to be a geologist and, you know, dress awkwardly and just spend my life in the woods. Like that was my goal. Uh, but I had a couple teachers, a math teacher in particular and, a, and one of my science teachers that just blew my mind, changed my life. So you've, you taught for a number of years, you were in administration for a number of years, you launched one successful company and then you had an exit, you got out. You had some time for yourself. What on earth made you decide to jump back in, and why edu why ed curation? What what was it? What was the problem you were trying to solve with that? Yeah, so um, it, you know, some entrepreneurs make enough money on an exit to never work again, but that was not my experience. So working again was always part wasn't, of the plan. Wasn't mine either. Dang it. <laughs> Um, which is which is great because I'm still young and there's lots of good work to do. Uh, and, you know, when I in the 12 years I was teaching, I taught in the Santa Ana Unified School District as a teacher. And I, I was part of a curriculum adoption committee. And that meant that um, we were picking new curriculum for the English language development department, as they called it at the time. And there were different teachers from every school that were provided a substitute to leave the classroom, you know, one day a month and review different possible curriculum materials. And then by the end of the year, we were supposed to pick, you know, what would be best to buy for the next year. That was a long and bureaucratic and arduous process. Right. I'd worked in a bunch of different uh, environments where we were purchasing instructional resources and it was always a big headache. It was never, oh, yeah. you know, always harder than I thought it should be. And then selling into school districts um, with my curriculum company, you know, I got to really experience what it's like from both sides, um, the buying and selling. And I thought, gosh, a marketplace technology could make this easier for both mm. the buyers and the sellers. Then we raised some capital um, from investors and built a creation. Wow. There you go. I love it. Uh, I can certainly relate to that. I hated every year when we had to do textbook adoptions. It's like the worst time of the entire school year. You just hated it. 
Um, and then when I got into teaching personal finance, one of the things that was the most frustrating was, and this is going to sound odd, but it, it's true. There's just this plethora of options out there with the internet now. You can find anything on any topic. And it's like weeding through the minutia. It just is, you drown in opportunities. What advice, what are some things that people could do who are maybe struggling and feeling overwhelmed with options? How would you suggest teachers go about deciding on what options are right for them when they are looking at so many different things? Well, what's happened with the advent of digital learning is that now districts and schools are choosing to maybe split up their core curriculum budget in favor of some of these more supplemental, you know, just focused on a couple different topics in the core curriculum um, because that digitally the learning can be presented in more engaging ways. And so what's happening is that all of these creators, there's a plethora every day, new instructional resources coming to the market. And, and as you say, educators have to discern which is best. Well, we still need the core curriculum, the core curriculum, you know, aligns with standards. It's developed um, by experts in those subject areas. And that's really important, but we can, we can allocate some of our funds to these more engaging supplemental resources. And sometimes we can piece together a few supplemental programs in place of the core and have it be more cost-effective and more interesting for students. Uh, But at Ed Curation, we're really committed to curating professionally produced resources that are standards aligned Um, They are largely supplemental. We have some core programs on our marketplace, but we're really trying to be the place where educators can learn about those new and innovative uh, supplemental instructional resources that are professionally produced. I remember when I was first early on in teaching personal finance, before I'd written my own curriculum, I'd been developing my teaching model, but I didn't have a curriculum yet. And I was constantly out there looking for different kinds of things. Um, and I won't mention the name of this particular resource because I don't want to get anybody angry at me and have my house get egged, but there was one out there that was this really big name. Everybody knew the name in personal finance, and so you know, I thought, well, this would probably be a really great curriculum, um, but it was real expensive, so I had to actually go out and write a grant and get a grant to then pay for it for me to get this curriculum, and then when I got it, you know, I was just super disappointed. I was like, this is, um, I use more colorful language when I'm not on a podcast, but I was just not impressed at all. And my students weren't impressed either. And it's like, I wish that I had better known what I was getting before I wasted all that time writing the grant. Or if I had written the grant, I could have spent the money on something better. And so uh, as a teacher looking at potential different resources out there, do you have any tips for how they could decide before they purchase? Like, how or how would they know which one's going to be the best for them? Well, that's exactly why I created Ed Curation. And so um, at Ed Curation, educators can search by subject level, the grade level, and also trending topics. Some of those are like intervention is a trending topic or um, social emotional learning, right? Which is also a subject, but there's different ways you can perform your search. And then you can see all the possible programs that we've curated that 
um, fall into that category. But then they can filter their search further by uh, things that matter to that particular educator, such as, you know, are there tutorial videos that come with the program mm. or, um, you know, is the program available in languages other than English, right? That's important, of course, to in some areas of the country. So um, at, they can filter further. And then we would like them to create, it's completely free, education is completely free to educators. So they can make, um, set up their own little dashboard, uh, create a registration login. And what that allows them to do other than just search and read is that they can start to use our compare tool. They can select favorites um, and they can view those favorites and compare them against each other, just like you or I would with an automobile, right? You know, we'd compare the yeah. Ford to the Honda to the Toyota and we'd look at the different features. You can do that at Ed Curation. You can compare the products by cost, um, by which ones are standards aligned, which ones have research and efficacy studies tied to them. So really important ways to compare. And then uh, as a logged in user, you can also download the product page and you can make some notes right inside the system and download. Oh, that's awesome download that page with the notes and then you can share that with your selection committee or your your team that's working together to make a decision um so yeah of course we would recommend they use ed curation for this well yeah <laughs> obviously uh but no i love the idea of being able to compare side by side um i also love the ideas of that that you can see if it's standard aligned but then being able to make notes on it of your own to then go back and reflect on kind of bring it all in one place like that. Where were you 10 years ago when I needed you? Huh? You know what else happens when you're when you're looking for uh, instructional programs is you want to know kind of in the weeds details, like what research has been done on this program, right? Like who are current and past users that maybe I could contact and, and ask how they like it? Or are there case studies or use cases? Or can I see a video of the program in action, right? Or, or like, you know, you're not going to give away your whole curriculum, but maybe you give away a sample of it, you know, like the first unit or something that educators can can try out. So all that stuff is viewable on the product page. So when you decide to connect to a company, um, you you're already more familiar, you can you mm. can kind of do the evaluation and be more and instead of you know, spending so much time with the sales reps, you can get more uh, educated on the product and the program. And then we have a connect to vendor button, which is just, you know, you can ask some questions, yeah. you can request a demo, that sort of thing. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing some of these tips with people and these resources. Uh, it is absolutely invaluable for teachers because I don't think a lot of people realize the dilemma that teachers have. You know, uh, they, they think, well, there's so much stuff on the Internet. You guys, it just must make your job so easy. Well, with so many options also comes the, the dilemma of picking and choosing. So uh, I personally want to just say thank you for the, the business that you've created and, and that tremendous service that it provides. So for that, thank you and for coming on our show. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. It's wonderful to be here. I appreciate it. Wow, what another great episode. I want to thank Timory for coming. I think she's such an inspiration. I love that she has taken her career of, as an educator and she's recognized some of the things that educators need and she's provided a solution for it. And I absolutely admire and think the world of her. 
Um, for those of you who would like to check out her resources, I would suggest, highly suggest, go check it out at edcuration.com. That's E-D-C-U-R-A-T-I-O-N.com, edcuration. Um, as I've thought about kind of one final insight for the day, the thing that stands out the most to me that you can do on her site that I love the idea of is comparing multiple different resources side by side and being able to, to annotate and, and make some notes and compare them to your, to your curriculum needs and your standard alignments and things like that. I love that idea. Uh, we've all been there. Any teacher out there listening, you've been there. You know what it's like to need something and have way too many options to choose from. So having a place like that where you can compare them side by side and look at them like that, fantastic. Go check it out. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you or anyone that you know you think would be interested and have some things to contribute and have a voice you want to be heard, come be a guest on our show. Uh, shoot me an email. Uh, you can reach me at brian.bean at stewkent.com. That's brian, B-R-I-A-N, at uh, dot bean, just like the vegetable, at stewkent.com. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you.